0: Straight from the 734, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast.
1: Your chance to get in on the action. I can guarantee you it's one area of the building I won't be using because we all know how little time I'm spending in any weight room.
0: A lot of crazy
1: scenarios that can happen and need to happen for the defending MAC tournament champions. Uh, The assist numbers spoke
0: for themselves. Looking forward to the trip down to Akron.
1: Uh, Sure, Akron.
0: Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell.
1: We're so glad you found us once again for the Eastern Insider Podcast. I'm Greg Steiner. I'm Alex Jewell. Once again, a busy week of activities around the Eastern Michigan campus Alex, for so long, we talked about what else was going on now we can't get enough of green and white activity well for
0: those at home that are wondering uh, what the life of a sports information director is like Greg when there's this many home events on the books in a week like this all you can do is take a deep breath and say let's get it because it's going to be such a busy week in store but that's great for our fans because a lot of opportunity to check out different teams from Eastern Michigan that are getting their seasons underway that starts with golf they're already out on the course today they'll be there the next couple of days and And then of course we swing right back into some sports that we've already seen on the court. That's men's basketball tomorrow night. They'll take on Bowling Green inside the Convocation Center. And then another home game for women's basketball as well on February 24th. That's Wednesday. It's also their play for K game, Greg. So if you have been following social media, you might see some of their statements that they've had about what they fight for, why they fight to bring awareness to the breast cancer movement. And of course, that's a a fun tradition every year to try to raise money for such a great uh, group in the KL Cancer are fun and then as we head into the back half of the week greg there's lots more action as well
1: yeah you look at it on thursday men's basketball has an afternoon tilt they're on the road at ohio so a good matchup against the bobcats in athens and then that night we'll have women's volleyball action from the convo they've had a few games but this will be your first chance to catch them on espn3 at a home event they'll take on buffalo at six o'clock on thursday and then they'll follow up with the nightcap edition after that then we also, uh, see some track action this week getting going. It's the MAC Indoor Championships. They'll be at Mount Pleasant uh, coming up this weekend. Plus, it's also right before Swimming Dive starts to get their season wrapped up as well. They'll have the last chance meets going on at Jones Natatorium. Plus, then don't forget tennis. Also, back at the Chippewa Club after a successful weekend that they had this week against Wayne State.
0: Talk about uh, a long weekend. They didn't play Wayne State until 7 p.m. on Sunday night, but it was Eastern Michigan that was able to go to Detroit just down the road and pick up the victory, a nice win for Jason Wiseman's squad. They'll be back at it this week, like you said, Greg. And then we talked about it last week. We talked with it last week. Before your eyes, the boys of spring are back because baseball also getting their season underway. They're about to head down to Montgomery, Alabama, a place that you and I have spent some time time in the last couple of years to take on Alabama State for a couple of games down there. Uh, And then women's basketball back in action, as is men's basketball this Saturday as well. Men will have Northern Illinois in the first part of a doubleheader at the convo. And then women, a rare third consecutive game at home and a third consecutive rivalry game. They beat Toledo yesterday. Now they get Western on Wednesday. And Saturday, they'll get to take on Central Michigan, trying to sweep the Chippewas for the first time since the 2014-15, 15-16 campaigns. So a busy week. And that's before we even get to Sunday where there's more tennis and uh, women's golf, so it'll be a crazy, crazy week. I, I'm winded just talking about all the events we have.
1: It's a lot. If you have Google Calendar or however you keep your calendar, you can go on the download the calendar. It'll import right for you. You don't even have to do it yourself. You can pick your sport, whatever. That's the joys of technology and why you can do it so great on your phone, whether you choose to have one of those products that Steve Job likes or whether it's a Google device that I prefer, we have it all for you. That's
0: a really good tidbit about the calendar. I'm going to do that right after we're done recording this podcast. I you just, don't
1: even subscribe I, to your own calendar. Well, it updates to. <laughs> automatically. If we have time changes, it'll just populate.
0: You know, I'm the man that tries to keep it up in the head, and that's why people think I'm so crazy. It probably is part of the reason I'm so crazy. But you're right, Greg, you said it, and we put out a little bit of an uh, advertisement this week. It's easier than ever, people, to listen to this podcast because, of course, you can download our Eastern Michigan app on the App Store anywhere you get your apps you can download it there you can go to any site to get to your uh, digital audio stitcher soundcloud emueagles.com slash podcast and now greg if you have a virtual assistant at home an alexa a google home whatever it may be all you have to say is hey google or alexa and say play the eastern insider podcast and that'll come up right away you don't even have to touch any buttons to listen to us anymore
1: I like to touch buttons. That's why I uh, hang out in elevators, you know? Uh, when you are a kid, you always wanted to ride up and down, but yeah, this is your chance. Dial it up. Find your ways to listen to us each and every week. Technology at your hands whenever and however you can. Speaking of technology, th- it's a fun week for you to also start thinking ahead the upcoming spring and then eventual turn into the fall as we will have not only soccer coming up and starting, they'll be back at it. That rare double dip of playing in the spring and coming back. at Fall ball for football, we think about the fall and coming back. Spring ball is, is just weeks away, so we'll have more details on that. But today, we get a chance to catch up with the one, the only, the legendary in scott hall to talk with him about the upcoming soccer season and a lot of different routes we went down with this conversation he
0: may have less hair than you but he's one of the few people in this department that have more years at the university than you do greg 25th season for scott hall of course he was a student athlete here with the men's program became an assistant coach as the women's team was starting the program under paul cicluna and now has taken over and he's been a fixture uh, on the sidelines on the pitch for for the soccer team and really there's no better person, not only to talk about his team, he's so knowledgeable about the game, so if you're interested in soccer, this is a great interview, but there's no better person to really talk about the evolution of Eastern Michigan athletics over the last quarter century or so. I mean, he's been here to see it all, and we really talk a lot about that in the interview too, Greg. It's not just exclusively about the X's and O's of soccer. It's about the development of this this department, some of his favorite memories. He'll, he'll tell you all about Bowen Fieldhouse back in the days when it was roaring with basketball games and, uh, you know, about his players this year, what to expect. So a great mix. And he also, I know Greg talked a little bit about his relationship with our new lacrosse coach and the program they're going to try to build and how he can actually be a mentor for building that program.
1: Yeah, you mentioned it. This is not an interview that if you say, well, I don't really follow soccer or I'm not a soccer fan. That doesn't matter. It's still an interesting article and and a a good conversation piece about Eastern Michigan history. When you think back, Scott Hall was in that time frame where the internet hadn't really taken over. I mean, he was a student athlete here on the men's soccer club uh, team that now doesn't exist. And his relationship with them is still also strong. So a, a really good conversation and a really fun one as we get you set for soccer season, as they will be splitting uh, their time both indoors and out, as certainly the weather is still not the most conducive for outdoor activity right now. But the sun is on the horizon. It's almost March and Basketball season wrapping up baseball upon us better could you ask for other than maybe if we were on the trip with eric roof this weekend heading to dreamland and hanging out at the biscuit stadium but i digress
0: that's true hey it's such a great time and by the way don't date scott hall like that saying that he wasn't part of the technology era because we all know when you started here you were writing releases into rock and chisel okay so hey we
1: had facts (laughs) on demand buddy facts on demand you guys
0: used to have to call scores into the local news networks now we can just send emails it's so much easier Uh, of course that's just one of those things that your generation tells me, oh, you don't know how hard it was. Uh, I had to walk uphill both ways to write a release. Give me that but, over
1: Twitter any day. Ah,
0: speaking of digressing, we're, we're super excited, Greg, that all these teams are starting up. It's it's so great. We've said it again and again, but just when we think about the year that's been, almost a full calendar year now since um, this COVID pandemic started and the fact that we're here, we're playing, things are going to change. Not everything's going to be perfect, but our student athletes are getting out there to compete. And, of course, they love to have your support as well. So continue to follow along, continue to support, continue to listen to the podcast and let us know what you want to hear. And we'll try to bring that to you. So Greg, I think it's about time that we let this go to break and come back with a great interview with Scott Hall. Be sure to download the Eastern Michigan Game Day app. Available in the App
2: Store and Google Play. The EMU Athletics app features live video, real-time social streams, scoreboards, stats, and more. An
0: entire app dedicated to Eastern Athletics. Download the EMU
1: Athletics app today. One well, of just a handful of people that have actually been part of the athletic department longer than I have. We're joined by Scott <laughs> Hall, the head women's soccer coach at Eastern Michigan. I jokingly say that, but you've been a consistent force inside the department. Another year you started, but you look at it, it feels a lifetime ago since we last saw your team on the pitch against Bowling Green coming up just short in a championship game. How, how does it feel in your world to, to think it's been that long since you last played a real match?
2: Well, especially with the ending uh, you know, going double overtime and, and unfortunately losing in a shootout uh, in a championship game, you would like to get right back on that horse and get back at it again. So um, this has been uh, a long time coming. We are definitely excited to, uh, to try to get some games in here. Sooner than later. You talk
1: about a layoff like that, and, and the disappointment. I know you were bitterly upset with the way that 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 championship ended. And sometimes getting right back out there helps. How do you think this layoff uh, has maybe affected some of the fire and the girls to to go back and and etch just that one little bit more?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it, that fire does burn. I think that's the best part about it. Is these these guys want to try to get back to that, that game. They, they have that, uh, you get that taste, uh, you know, as you move through the quarterfinals, semifinals, you get that taste uh, to get to the finals. And I think they want to get back. So returning so many players from that team uh, makes it exciting because again, even in the fall with the shutdown, uh, they're still training at a really high level. They're still excited to come every day because again, they're looking for, they want to get back to that big game. So finding out what the parameters are, who we have to play, how we have to do it. Um, I mean, it, it's been a joy. This group has been fantastic through what I would say. I mean, again, the big word flexible, um, we've, we've had to be super flexible. They've had to go through testing. I mean, I give this group a ton of credit. They still come with great energy, uh, every morning, excited to, to train and play
0: coach 25 years at Eastern, but they must've heard you when you were like 10 years old. You don't look a day over 35 <laughs> to me. <laughs> So, the beard
2: gets a little grayer every day. The beard gets <laughs> a little grayer. Yeah, since I lost well, all this on top of my head, it, it just gets a little grayer, but that's okay.
0: Certainly, a, Certainly a pandemic and all that you've had to go through doesn't help with with the gray beard either. And, you know, we've talked to a lot of different coaches this offseason about how obviously the, the end goal is going to be the same, win a championship, but the path to do that might be a little bit different this year just in terms of the competition structure that we'd normally see. You guys are playing at a different period of the year, and I know the games themselves might look a little bit different. So give us a little insight as to what you expect the the scheduling to look like and um, how that has changed from a normal year.
2: Yeah. So we, uh, we're going to be playing in March and April. We're going to play just the West side of the Mac. So um, that'll, that'll change things a little bit differently. Um, We'll play five of those five games at home and then we'll go on the road for five games. Uh, So 10 games in total. Uh, They did approve us for a few exhibition games. If we can get them in in February, we're going to try to. Um, Because the Big Ten's not playing, the Horizon League doesn't really match up with our COVID testing and how we test. It kind of limited our our, our exhibition uh, games, trying to stay close and save some money. Um, so we, we've opted to go with a couple of more MAC teams that are actually on the east side. So we're going to try to sneak in Kent State, Bowling Green, and possibly Akron uh, just to get a few more games in to get us ready for the, uh, the the regular season. Again, on the west side, I mean, it's always tough: Toledo, uh, Central, Ball State. Uh, These Western Michigan. I mean, you, you have the rivalries. This is it, it's always going to be a tough tough grind for the year um so we're looking forward to it though i mean again these are teams that uh are are close so we can get in and out northern illinois too We can get in and out. That's probably our only uh, overnight, maybe Ball State, and Northern will be the two two far games. But other than that, um, we can get in and out. We're centrally located, which I think will help us too, just kind of staying at home, getting organized. The question marks will still be, though, uh, where do we play? Are we going to play inside the the dome? Are we going to go outside and play on that grass field? I would say probably March. You'll see us inside, which is a little bit of a different uh, feel for us. But with so many MAC teams playing on turf now, probably not going to be that big of a deal.
0: Well, and that's something that's that's different to you mentioned just trying to schedule exhibition matches, you're not going to, to be playing them in the regular season, but even just scheduling, uh, trying to schedule teams to play against in the exhibition is different because now you've got the overarching, do they meet the pro- testing protocols? Do they align with us in that way? How much of a challenge has that been when you go to set the schedule? Because schedules don't just magically appear and make themselves. That's all you guys working through that. How much of a challenge has that been to not only say, okay, do these dates match up, but do our testing match up? Do you, does everything is kind of fall in the right
2: place? Well, I mean, that's, I mean, uh, Coach Joe Malachino and I, I mean, we, we obviously are always planning for the what's the next step. And I think the big word we came up with and, and for the team, too, is just being flexible. Um, not everything is going to go perfectly, just like trying to get to the finals last year didn't go perfectly. So what do we do to kind of help that out? Uh, again, not getting too high, not getting too low rolling with the punches. I mean, with everything going on, you just have to be flexible. And I think the teams realize that, um, you know, we have players that are coming and going because of class, student teaching, grad school. Um, We got to be flexible and we got to kind of walk in everyone's shoes just to to make sure that we can get this season right and we can get everyone on the same page. So it goes the same with the schedule. You talk
1: about uh, flexibility and the one nice thing is, you return a veteran group. You have 12 seniors on this squad who are listed in their academic senior year at least. And then you have just three freshmen right now. You look at your roster. I mean, you've got people like Tessa who've played for three years and been stars. Walk us through kind of some players to watch that that equal fans should continue to keep an eye out for. And then maybe who are some up and coming players as well?
2: Yeah. I mean, again, this is a, this is a team that you, you saw, you've seen last year. They're back. Um, We only uh, lose a couple of players out of the starting lineup. Um, I I mean, this team will look a lot similar to what it did back in that final game with Bowling Green. Um, I think we've, We've had some players that stepped up a little bit more, Kendi Kuhlman's been scoring goals quite a bit all through the fall and in the spring. Um, some of the younger players, our, our freshmen have come in. I, I feel it's been hard on them, again, just the not getting used to kind of what we normally do uh, but they've been good. They've been flexible. Um, Lexi Alston from Cleveland area. She's uh, a, a winger who can come in and, and change games for us. She's got a ton of pace. Um, she has a, a nose for the goal, good crossing ability. Uh, she's a good competitor. Sam is in the back. She's uh, an outside back who's done a good job. We have two veterans back there in Aaliyah and Lindsey Shearer who uh, Two outside backs that love to get forward. They're super comfortable on the ball. Sam kind of fits into the mold of them. She'll be one that can definitely come in and take over um, as those players start to graduate. Um, and then uh, Vittoria Greco, uh, a central midfielder. Big, strong kid who uh, can shoot from a distance, um, physically you know, ready to play in the MAAC. Um just getting used to kind of the speed of the play and 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 how we play and formations, uh, but all three have really picked up quickly and kind of gotten in the mix. I feel like this is like a real leveled out group. Who uh, again, I think one of the you know being flexible. Uh, we've talked a lot with this team, contact tracing and everything that goes on. Everyone has to be ready to play. Everyone has to know what role they can do. Um, Again, when you could, you could have 11 players, you could have 22, you could have nine. What, what are we going to do within those situations? We have to be flexible and we have to be ready to go. So I think this group's really kind of taking that on. And like I said, I, I think we can play a lot of players in different places, which really adds to the depth, which again, I don't know if we had, we, I don't know if we were sure of that last year. Um, as you could see in the last four or five games, we only played 12, 13 players. I think this group, um, we can go deeper than that, which I think that's not just good for the 12 seniors we bring back, but that shows you how much the group underneath them have kind of stepped up and grown into good roles where we're a lot more comfortable putting them in, which is exciting.
0: Well, along with that veteran roster of yours you also have a staff that is has been with you for quite some time and that of course is highlighted by Joe Malachino. and and I've got to ask you because it's rare that we see a staff of even 4 to 5 years that has remained the same where assistants stay the same Joe's been with you now in a full-time role since 2007 I believe but with you since 2005 I mean going into year 15 and 16 for him How has it been the case that he's been able to stick with you so long? And what makes that partnership uh, with him so successful um, where you guys are able to kind of maintain that relationship and and move forward together?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, Joe, I mean, he he could easily be a head coach anywhere. Again, his family is is in this area. So, uh, again, he is just like a head coach. It's like having uh, two head coaches. I think the, the nice part about probably with our age is being a little more flexible again with each other. Again, I think we we the best part about it is we don't agree on everything, so we can kind of sit down and talk about things and we see things from a different light. But I think our pillars are all the same. You know, um, those those ground characteristics. We 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 think the same way that way when we approach the game again. I'm probably a little more on the defensive side where he's a little more on the attacking side. Um, So I think those things balance out a little bit for us. But again, the characteristics of things that we look for in players is quite similar. You know, we, we want players who are comfortable on the ball, want the soccer ball. And again, our kids that want to get better every day. So I think, Just having those ground characteristics that are the same, that kind of keeps us together. And then Dan Diak, also our goalkeeping coach, he's been with us for a long time, too. I think it's the same way. We all kind of have started out in this business in our 20s, and now that we're getting close to our 50s, um, there's a ton of experience there, whether it's in the clubs, whether it's uh, coaching at Eastern, uh, goalkeepers, all that, you know, there's a lot of experience I think comes with that. And and to be honest with you, we're all good at making mistakes and and putting our hands up when when maybe that wasn't the right decision. Um, But again, feeling comfortable to make those mistakes and to go for it, just like we're trying to tell our student athletes, the only way you're getting better is if you're going to make some mistakes. And again, well, when, when can we do it? How do we, we, what's our response from that? So uh, again, I've been, Absolutely blessed with great coaches that are around me. Again, I realize that's what makes us all better, pushing each other along, not just kind of settling for what we did last year. And again, I think that's that's getting back to the exciting part of this program is we're approaching this again with a bunch of players and coaches that are excited with this group coming back and the things we can do.
1: When you look at a, a program across the way, in in lacrosse, that will just Eastern will be bringing on in the upcoming years, and you've been a part of the building process. You were around Paul Secluna and a part of this team when they got going. Have you had a conversation with Alicia Groston Jackson to kind of talk about how it is to to help get a program off the ground, and then? how do you guys work together to, to create that symbiotic relationship when you're going to share a similar facility?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that's super important. Um, I have had conversations with her. I, I know how hard it is to start a program as, as we did here. And I was an assistant at the time. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to go through that again. Uh, even being a veteran coach, I, I think it's really hard to do. So um, the good part about Alicia, she is you know, she, she put her hand up, she asked questions, um she she's more than than happy to receive some help which i think that's going to make her great um you know we've talked a lot about recruiting what we how we recruit here what kind of kids we look for and then um for her, she has no players here. So I think one of the things we've kind of tied into is helping her meet some of our players so she gets a better idea of uh, what kind of players are here, what they, what excites them, why they came here. So she, she's spoken to quite a few of our players that way, which I think then helps her in recruiting. And then she's used a couple of players, too, to have conversations with players for lacrosse coming in the same way a lot of the females you know certain majors and things like that they're, they're studying the same thing so I think that's good we're also trying to build a facility you know get a new turf field that stuff that we're going to share um, and again I think you know she's pretty overwhelmed with just trying to get the right student athletes in so that's where hopefully I can kind of you know I don't feel like when I first got in um, I mean I had Bob Parks and uh, Bob Maybauer who uh, were, were a different influence in a different way uh, for those that know those two. Um, I, I think this is a way where I can help her uh, put something together uh, and carry a little more weight there, where then maybe she helps carry away aesthetically what we're going to do on the outskirts of that stadium and make things nicer and better for our student athletes that way. So she's got great ideas. She's super enthusiastic. Um, it, it's been awesome so far to work with her. I'm excited to actually maybe see her in person rather than, uh, by phone call and zoom calls. Uh, we spent a lot of time that way, but, uh, again, I'd like to see her in person and, uh, and like I said, I'm excited. I actually met her because she was working down the road with the uh, University of Michigan women's soccer for a little while. So I actually met her there originally, but it was just a quick conversation when they came to play us. So it'll be nice to in person, sit down with her and, and dig out some more ideas. But, uh, you know, we've been, since we lost the men's program, you know, it's, it's lonely out there sometimes. It's nice to have someone else have another opinion and as I get older, I'm, I'm much, much better at sharing my toys. Uh, at least that's what they tell me anyways. So hopefully uh, we'll be able to kind of work together and make it, make it uh, super interesting for women's athletics at Eastern.
0: Well, if if uh, Alicia can have the same success that you've had in building your program, then, then Eastern will be much better off for uh, a lot of years to come. We can't appreciate how much you've done for us enough and, at Eastern Michigan and, of course, progressing the soccer program. But, Coach, that leads me to our last question that we'd like to get you out of here on. And so I'm not going to ask you about if you had to start a new program, but I will ask you, if you did have to drop everything and change your path and take over one of the sports here at Eastern Michigan, other than your own team, which coach are you uh, Are you taking out of their chair for a day or, or a week just to have your shot at, at leading a different program?
2: Wow, that's a great question. Whew, I Probably... Um, From my time at Eastern, seeing uh, men's basketball get to the Sweet 16 and some of the runs that they've been on, and again, just being a part of Eastern with that, not really a part of the basketball program at the time, I would absolutely run that March Madness. I I would have to kick Mr. Murphy to the side. I'm sorry, Rob, but I, I would love to to make that ride with a basketball team to get to the Sweet 16. Uh, I mean, (laughs) victories against Duke. I mean, that just, just as an outsider in the athletic department, that was just amazing. Amazing times. Um, That would be awesome to make a run like that. And again, in soccer, I'd like to make a run like that, but in basketball, uh, the March Madness would be just, uh, I always loved college basketball. It'd be great to, to make a run like that. in in, the, in March,
1: well, you were one of the few people that's still around that, uh, experienced Bowen. What, what, what was your favorite uh, Bowen memory with, with basketball?
2: Uh, geez. Uh, I watched, I was at the game where we beat, uh, Wisconsin.
1: Oh yeah. 96. So, uh,
2: Finley. Uh, Michael Finley, mm-hmm. Wisconsin. And the big guy, I can't think, they had a big center, big, huge guy. And they came into Bowen, like, laughing, thinking it was – and, I mean, that place was packed. And I, we were sitting up at the top. You could touch the wafters in Bowen. I mean, what an atmosphere. It was just going crazy. And, I mean, we beat them by, I think, 20 points. It, was, it, was a, it wasn't a—it was even a game. It was amazing. I don't think anyone wanted to come to Eastern to play. No, no one wanted to come to Ipsy after that. And Wisconsin, I think, was a, the time they had to be top 25 because we put it to them, uh, but it was uh, that was the game. We'll Everyone walked from the dorm uh, to come over. We partied a little bit, maybe, because I was still a student, and we walked over to the field house. It was awesome. It was definitely a uh, basketball, like I said, at those times were just it was amazing.
0: In terms of making the coaching swap, I think half the battle's already taken care of. You and Rob have the same haircut, <laughs> so now you just need him to lend you one of the- suits,
2: and, and we can make this happen, I think. So if we're making the switch, then he's got to come coach my team. He better get that beard a little bit. He better start working on that. It might take him a little bit longer, that baby face.
0: Uh, we'll have to we'll have to see, uh, get with him on that and, and see how realistic it is. But Scott, as you move forward into your season, wishing you as much luck as you as you need, hopefully hopefully it's not that much because your, your team certainly has the skill to, to bring home another MAC championship and we'll be watching along the way and hoping all the best for you.
2: Appreciate the time. You guys have a great
0: one. That's it for this edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Thanks for listening. For Greg Steiner, I'm Alex Jewell, reminding you to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts or go to SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your digital media to stay connected with us every Monday. As always, follow us on social media for the most up-to-date information on EMU Athletics.